0: Ladies and gents, this is Elder Bryson. I like your style. Uh, we are here with the band More More, with a couple exclamation points. Uh, they're from the LA area, and they fucking rock. What's going on, guys? Whoa. Hey.
1: How's it going? What an intro. That was great. <laughs> Love
0: it. Hell yeah! So, uh, go ahead and introduce yourselves.
2: Right on, yeah, man. Uh, well, yeah, my name's uh, Toma Weeby. I am the lead singer, definitely, lead, <laughs> uh, and best-looking member of More and More. I play the
1: guitar. And my name is Dan Marmore. I'm the bassist, uh, lead bassist, and lead singer, and definitely more handsome than Tomah. No matter what he says.
0: The, <laughs> the lead bassist, I love like so. <laughs> yeah. It's like Spinal Tap. You got like three bassists unnecessarily. <laughs> I love it. Yeah, we we
2: have three bass players. <laughs> <laughs>
0: So, uh, tell, us, tell us the origin story. Where did More, and more come from? How did you guys get together and become what you are?
2: Yeah, so uh, Dan, Dan and I worked together. Um, and so we were kind of just hanging out. He was a new, new hire at the job. And uh, talking a little bit. Turns out he likes punk rock. I like punk rock. Um, but when he introduced himself, he introduced himself as Dan Marmore. And I thought he said more and more, so uh, <laughs> I kept calling him more and more for like a week. When he was finally like, "Why do you keep calling me that?" <laughs> um, and so that's what we decided to name our band, more and more. And uh, you know, this is history, baby.
0: That's fucking brilliant. Yeah, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh yeah. Where is where what where where were you working when you met? What's what's the workplace? Yes,
1: yeah, so we're both teachers. We were working at. AGB Vache and Tamar Manukian High School, which closed in June, and now we are separated, which is devastating.
0: That's horrible, <laughs> depressing. Yeah. Oh, all right, let's let's uh, let's let's lighten this up a little bit. Uh, what's one thing that you guys <laughs> wish you'd known when you started your band? Go for what? It,
1: I wish we knew how hard it would be to get it out there. But we like, found a strategy of reaching to the most people. We contacted a bunch of producers recently. We actually reached out to Dave Schiffman, who produced all of Pup's records, which is one of my favorite bands. Um, and he produced a new track that is coming out in about a month, let's say, maybe. Um, and it was a great experience working with him. It's just about you know how much networking we had to do as a band, we did not know. And I wish we had known that starting it right away.
2: Yeah, definitely like the business side of things was a learning experience because, you know, we originally got together just to jam out and have a good time. And then, you know, once you get a little steam, then it's like, oh, man, now we got to have websites and online presence and all this other stuff. So that's definitely been it's actually fun to learn, but it's it's something you really don't expect when you get started.
0: Oh yeah. I love pup by the way. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> uh, so what, what is the phrase sex, drugs, and rock and roll mean to you guys? My childhood, <laughs>
1: <laughs> everything that matters. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Uh,
2: yeah, for sure. I definitely grew up on, on that kind of mentality. I think as I've gotten older, uh, it's more like sex sometimes, drugs not anymore, and rock and roll when I have time.
1: Beautiful. <laughs> Adult angst. That's what we hit. Adult
0: angst. Yep. That's that's, that's the definition of our generation, I think. Uh, exactly. <laughs> uh, on a scale of one to ten, how weird are you?
1: Uh, we're up there. I, I would say that every day I'm probably on the higher scale of weird. I'm about a Nine weird scales. Twelve. <laughs> Twelve. <laughs> I didn't want to go all out. Ten. That's too <laughs> self-important. But Weeby is weird in his own neurotic way. <laughs> he yeah. wakes up at four in the morning, texting me about music and stuff we have to do. Oh shit! Sure. <laughs> and he's like, "Oh, go, go, go! Let's do it! Let's write a song! Let's go!" I wrote two songs this morning. What do you want to do? I get up at like eleven. I'm like, "Yeah, okay. Let's let's check it out." He's napping by one. <laughs> so then I'm up to play.
0: Nice. Nice. So so he's the weird one. Yeah, he's the weird
1: one. Exactly. No way. Dan's so weird. He's like
2: one of those guys that like when I introduce him to people, he comes with a warning. Uh, <laughs> yeah,
1: that is true. <laughs> one time we were on stage and we invited his wife on to play uh, to sing a song with us. And I introduced her by saying, Oh yeah, this is my wife too. And her his his sister hated it. He was like, That guy sucks. Like, what a weirdo. Was like, it was a it was a good joke.
2: <laughs> yeah, she didn't get it. <laughs>
0: Nope, they they usually don't. Um, <laughs> no,
2: exactly.
0: <laughs> so, what have you listened to lately that's been inspiring to you guys?
1: So, I love Pup. I've been listening to them nonstop, which got me into like bands like Jank, Mom Jeans, um, Joyce Manor, and then always go back to the Hold Steady. The Hold Steady is one of my favorite bands. So today I was rocking out to the Hold Steady while showering, which was great. <laughs> Um, Weeby, yeah. I think. I uh,
2: <laughs> actually recently I've kind of gone backwards in time. Like, I was on a road trip the other day, and I was just like cranking Motown, baby. <laughs> you know. Um, sometimes, for me, like what I love, I guess, about punk rock is like so much of it is just really simple melodies, you know, that are just sped up and distorted, and a lot of times, like dude, I'll listen to the Supremes or the Temptations or things like that. I'm like, I fucking love that bass line, right? Or I love that melody and, you know, how driving it is. And uh, I get a lot of inspiration from stuff like that.
0: Fuck yeah. No, I fucking, there's nothing better than a good Motown road trip, but yeah, you're absolutely <laughs> right. Like you, you hear the first, you know, that first bass riff to like my girl, right? Boom, boom. Exactly. You fucking know it's two notes and you still fucking know. Uh- <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes.
0: <Right on. laughs> so wh- what is your guys' biggest failure as a band and what did you learn from it?
1: Mm, so man. our our biggest failure is trying to Keep band members. (laughs) (laughs) Weeby and I play together. We love playing together. We have so much fun hanging out. And we've gone through, I think, three drummers or four drummers. Drummers, And we've gone through uh, two or three lead guitarists as well. Um, And it's been, like, really – that's been so weird. Because we have a lot of fun, but it's just a lot of work. And there's no – the reward takes time. It's not, like, immediate gratification. So we – So people drop out quicker than they're like, oh, we're not making it. We're done. And so it's like we try to keep the fun going and we try to maintain and and hold on to how fun rock and roll is. And then that's kind of big failures, like how we can maintain the the group dynamics enough to be like, yeah, we're not making money yet, but we're going to be like we're having fun. It's going to be a blast. Don't worry about it.
2: Yeah, we've definitely run into like, you know, some pros who are in L.A. to try to make it and try to make money. Mm-hmm. you know and that stuff has kind of slowly started to come to us but um you know at the outset we started because we're passionate about music and we love doing this you know so um you know it's easy to like pick up a drummer who's in 14 other bands you know yeah yeah <laughs> and and have that kind of thing going on
0: for sure no that's a good problem to have like the last time I was in a band that uh that had that issue it wasn't because we were working too hard it's cuz the drummer kept on hooking up with the singers and you know <laughs> he was uh he was kind of a shitty misogynist so Like the last thing you want. (laughs) Exactly. The last thing you want. But uh, he was like our guitarist best friend and our guitarist was so fucking good that like I as the bass player just couldn't, you know, walk away from it, even though I should have a long time before I did. Uh, But yeah, we had to find a new singer like every three to four weeks just because, you know, yeah. It was, it was not, not pretty. Uh, Couldn't keep it in his pants. <laughs> he could yeah. not keep it in his pants and it would work. Oh, it would man. work okay at first. And then he'd do something awful and then you'd never hear from her again. So, you know.
1: Oh, <laughs> yeah. Weeby keeps trying to make out with me and I have to say, no, that this is. Fine. Yeah. But at least. I know, man, I'm know, man. i getting tired of getting shut down
2: every <laughs> two minutes.
1: Yeah,
0: Well, I mean, at least you understand that no means no. Uh, he, he does. Yeah.
2: That's a good thing about him. For now. For, for now. Oh, no. no.
0: <laughs> uh, what it, what advice would you guys give to somebody who's aspiring to be uh, a musician?
2: Um, I would say, yeah, make sure to keep it fun. 100%. Right? Because, like, I think it's easy, especially when you get caught up in, you know, that sort of L.A. scene of, like, so many people here trying to make it. Or so many people here are only interested in you for you know, business purposes or things like that to get caught up in that stuff and forget why you started doing it in the first place, you know? Um, I think in those moments, it's kind of like I go back and, you know, listen to all the great music that we've made and be like, oh, yeah, man, this stuff really is awesome, you know? Yeah, and I'm
1: that's not. why I'm doing it, not yeah. because of some, you know, external reward. And, and we got some really good advice from Dave Schiffman who said... Quit your job and just do this, yeah. um, and yeah. we we are not going to take that advice, but, but we will definitely give it to other people who are pursuing music. Oh yeah, yeah. we'll give that advice. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Happy to give it. For sure. No,
0: like I, I didn't have a choice. Like in March, like my last day of work, uh, I was, uh, supposed to be working on the Tame Impala tour. Right. And I did, uh, San Diego and then everything got canceled to COVID and now I just, oh, there man. is. So yeah, now it's just, this is what I do, you yeah. know, like, <laughs> fuck it.
2: this is fun. Right?
0: it's great. <laughs> I mean, it's, you know, the, wor- been...
2: the world made a choice for you. Exactly.
0: <laughs> and I've, I've never been this poor and I've never been this happy.
1: Uh, Ooh, that's a good song yeah. Right? yeah let's write that one yeah
0: go for it use it that is all you uh, uh, so who are the three people uh, who have been the most influential to you as far as like music uh, as far as anything you know uh, family music uh, writers
2: say my dad for me is is one um, he's I mean he's the guy who taught me how to play guitar right um so I got to throw that out to him. And he kind of learned music and appreciated music in the same way I did. You know, I was pretty quick to catch on to things if I could hear it. So he just showed me a few chords, you know, and then I was off to the races. I remember he taught me a Blink-182 song. Uh, damn damn it, when I was a kid. <laughs> and I yeah. was like, the first time that I was like, I can play a song that's on the radio that I like. This is fucking amazing.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, so... Um, yeah I'll go I'll go with number 2 is my yeah. brother my brother encourages us all the time he facetimes us and tells us to work really hard Nick he's the man and he always is, he's like always the our biggest fan and he'll blast our songs in his car rides with his friends to make them listen to us <laughs> which I really appreciate and that's like that kind of support uh, unwavering yeah you know he's the man and he's our number one fan right now
2: yeah definitely like as an artist You know, I think people will often tell you you're wasting your time or you're not going to make it. And when you have somebody like Nick, who's just like, fuck those people. I love your shit. It's (laughs) really awesome.
1: And then our last one I'm going to do collectively is all of our ex-girlfriends. Because most of them are inspired by them.
2: (laughs) Definitely have written songs about them. (laughs)
0: That's fucking fantastic, and also I think that damn it was the first song I learned on guitar. So fuck yeah! Oh, amazing. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, where can our listeners uh, find you online? Like, where's your social media hub? All that fun stuff.
2: Uh, yeah, we. I mean, we got Instagram. Uh, what is it? At more and more dot the band.
1: Um, more and more the uh, com, At more and more, more band the band. Com,
2: Facebook. Facebook.
1: Yeah. Spotify, we're on is more and more, which is great. And we're not the, the more and more without the E. We have E's with oh, exclamation points.
0: Yeah.
2: So, funny story. <laughs> is it cool if I tell a quick story? Please. <laughs> okay. So, right. Our band's called More and More. We're a band for, you know, six months or whatever. Uh, and then, you know, somebody sends me a link to the Spotify, and it's more and more, but spelled M O R M O R. And we're like, what the fuck? There's another more and more out there? So we listen to his music. Not only does he have, like, you know, more listens than we do and these kinds of things, we're like, ah, damn it. But, you know, he's this really good-looking guy, (laughs) and he's, like, a soul singer, seems super cool. We're like, ah, fuck, there's another better more and more. Anyway, so we were in the studio last week in, you know, just this random little studio with Schiffman in Burbank. It's, like, his friend's studio. It's not a public one, you know, you have to know the guy to get in, and guess who the artist in the next booth is? I Bucking can't. Fucking Mormor.
1: <laughs> no fucking way. It was amazing. Yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> and he he's from like Georgia or something. We're <laughs> like, how the hell out of all the people that could have been here, the other Mormor is here
1: during a pandemic too. <laughs> during no a pandemic.
2: wild.
0: Yeah, those those odds are astronomical, but. <laughs> At least that's your biggest SEO battle. I'm constantly in an SEO or with the Mormon Church, so you know that's oh, that's, yeah. that's a losing battle.
1: I hope <laughs> you win. That was working out. For yeah, me.
0: I yeah. hope you it's, win. It, like once a week, I'll show up on the first page of Google my Spotify and I get really excited, and then it goes away again. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Good. All right, so here we have uh, we have blast this song with the windows down, ladies and gentlemen. Enjoy. Hell
1: yeah. Got a mouthful of trash from a landfill So I drink gasoline in the street Just hoping you'll wanna be with me One, two, three song. Right? It's a good fucking song. Um,
0: yeah. yeah, who wrote that? I have no fucking clue. Uh, do you, how, how often did you actually drink gasoline, though? That's the real question.
1: Once a month. You gotta keep your energy high.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, fuck yeah. Um, so, uh, what was the moment that you guys knew that you wanted to be a, in, a, in a musician in a band? Like, each of you.
1: So, I'm gonna start, because I, in high school, I desperately wanted to be in a band, but was like not musical enough to learn the guitar or be a good singer. So I picked up the bass because it was the easiest to learn and the quickest. And I joined Battle of the Bands. And uh, that from like sophomore year on, I've always been in a band. I never go a year without one. And I've moved as well, like from New York to LA to across the you know Singapore. And I've always kept my bands. And I had a band called Tall Boys, Manifest Destiny, No Signal, all these bands. And um, yeah, I just like love music so much. That I ha- and I love performing so much that I yeah. had to do it from high school. Wrote my college essay about it to get into college and have like not stopped since.
0: Tallboys and Manifest Destiny. Those are two very different.
1: <laughs> yeah. Tallboys was a bunch of short guys together. We were a punk band in New York. Um, <laughs> we, we did like an album and then and that was it. <laughs> so and then that was in L.A. Nice. And Weeby. How about you?
2: Um, yeah, man. I mean, I've always been uh, pretty musically inclined. Like, you know, I played piano as a kid, grew up playing a bunch of instruments. But, you know, what's interesting is, uh, you know, I, I was in a couple little bands here and there, but I always used to have stage fright, um, and I would drink a lot to try to get over it, you know? So, like, whenever I would perform, I would just be hammered, and it was terrible, Um Long story short, you know, as I got older I kind of cleaned up my act a little bit and uh interestingly enough turns out when I'm sober I'm like fucking way better on <laughs> stage. I can remember the lyrics and the chords. It's fucking crazy.
1: That's surprising. Um,
2: <laughs> and uh yeah, dude. So that kind of was a big turning point for me. I felt like my songwriting got a lot better. Um you know, I was more driven and stuff like that. So I think in terms of music, this is definitely like the most serious I've ever taken a band, like the furthest I've ever gone with it, I guess.
0: Nice. Yeah, yeah. I, I feel like it's important to like you, you. It's the the one beer before you go on stage is important because it loosens mm-hmm. you up. But you get right. stuck there. Like that's what I've learned over the years is that you need yeah. to you need to have a little lubrication to get up there in front of all those people and sing your songs. But you you right. need to remember the lyrics. <laughs> right, exactly.
2: it's the, it's the twelve after that really just gets
0: yeah. you. You yeah,
1: exactly. need to work on the balance.
0: <laughs> yeah.
2: Nailed anyway, it. now that I have found that, I, I feel like I'm really in the zone. It's that's <laughs> so it's felt, you know, in the last couple of years.
1: Yeah,
0: right on. So let, let's go back to blasting your song with the windows down. Like where where? Tell us about the production of that song. Like where did you record it? Uh, what gave you the idea?
1: All, all that fun stuff. So yeah. this song is written in two different times. It's in four four, and then like I don't even know. It's like an eight eleven or something weird, like or I, I, that's, that's it has six a, eight for like, sure. Yeah, eight. And so it's like, um, so I love that song. Worked on it, like workshopped it a long time ago. Uh, worked it with Weeby. We made it even better. Um, and then the lyrics we worked on together, which was super fun, about like that feeling of driving in a car and not wanting to think so you blast a song really loud and i do that every day i'm driving because i kind of my mind goes a little too fast so i blast music and just like forget and i roll the windows down which i know people don't like but i i like it uh because i want to share this music with everybody so i wanted a (laughs) song to replicate that that people could blast with the windows down yeah Um,
2: definitely yeah. yeah i think what what really sold me on it so like yeah dan pitched this song to the band a while ago And, you know, when you just listen to it, you know, a lot of people won't notice the weird time signature. But uh, I at first actually hated this song um, (laughs) because, you know, the time signatures was weird. A drummer was kind of struggling with it. And I was like, what's the point of this? But then, um, you know, he came back with these lyrics and. That really sold me. Like, if you listen to it, I mean, he has these really weird metaphors, you know. Um, you invaded my life like Krakow, you
1: know. and that's my went, life like a ShamWow.
2: Like ShamWow, <laughs> yeah. You know, and it's just, it's A, so weird, but it really draws you in. And so that sold it for me. Um, you know, and uh, again, who hasn't been, a you know, a 16-year-old kid with nothing to do in their hometown but drive down the street listening to their music way too loud?
1: Oh, yeah. So so in, terms of, in terms of production, we actually won some contest and recorded at the Cal State Dominguez Hills with this like whole team of people doing. This is like our first big production. We've done smaller productions, DIY productions. This one had the first one. We had four people: like uh, Austin, Don. I forget the rest. Uh, Mecca, Mecca, and Harrison. And Harrison. They were awesome, and they recorded like 10 songs for us. This was our favorite, so we released it as a single. Um, We are planning on doing like one a month or something like that uh, from now on, or one every two months, depending on how many we can get done. Um, So with that, we kind of took it around. We got it mixed again by someone else, Um, and then that's where it is now, uh, sounding like real strong. I, I play a song for myself, which I can't believe, and my girlfriend makes fun of me. She's like, why are you listening to your own music? Because <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> it's important.
0: <laughs> it is. So, uh, what's your guy's favorite
1: curse word? Uh, <laughs> I wrote an essay about the word "fuck" in high school, which I got a C for. Uh, and uh, I think it's a, a versatile word, and I use it often. And I think that it, it can express so many different things: love, hate, surprise, shock, everything. And I think I like. I wrote a really clean essay. I Don't know why I got to see, but I'm pretty sure because I chose that word. But that's you know, definitely. I'm
2: gonna go with. Uh, I'm gonna go with cunt, <laughs> and the reason I say that is because you know I don't know if you've ever hung out with Brits very often, but like I had a lot of British friends, and it's interesting. Like in America. You know, we say cunt, and it's like one of the worst curse words, right? <laughs> yeah. But they say cunt, like, all the time. Like, it just means buddy or friend. <laughs> like, you know, I've never been called a cunt in such a – so many times in such a short amount of time, you know, as when I was hanging out with those dudes. And so then you know how it is when you hang out with somebody. You start using the words that they use, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, and, by you know, by the end of the year, everybody was a cunt. So,
0: yeah, no, <laughs> it's, it's, and no, and Australians <laughs> say it too. And, uh, like one of my favorite things I've ever heard, and I actually interviewed an Australian band on our last episode and, uh, they yeah. they said the same thing. Uh, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, yeah. You, you call your mates cunt and you call your cunts mate. Um, <laughs> <laughs> <They're right. laughs> that's, that's beautiful. beautiful. It's that a thing. Um, yeah, no, you're, you, those killing it. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so uh you guys are both you know playing instruments, singing, writing in the studio, all that shit. What's your what's your favorite piece of gear?
2: Um I really like my uh my Gibson Junior, um Les Paul Junior. Um the reason I like it is it's got these old P90 pickups, right? And those things just like are so powerful. They have such a tight mid-range sound and just crunchy as hell uh i love that guitar man i'd yeah. take it
1: anywhere and me i am maybe the cheapest guy you've ever met so cheap. so frugal and so my favorite piece of gear i have is a hofner bass i got from uh from a garage sale that i purchased <laughs> for like 50 bucks and it sounds awful, and it but it looks cool, and I'm I play it at all our shows, and I think it's hilarious, and they they always ask me to get a different bass, but I will probably never do that.
0: <laughs> I can so relate to that. Is it a violin bass? Yeah, exactly. Fuck yeah, I've got one too. It's my favorite fucking bass. Like yeah, it's, it's it's the best.
1: To, <laughs> it's hard to play because it's like this. The, the whole thing is so fucking janky, but I really love it.
0: That's awesome. No, uh, I think who was it, Jack White, that said, you know, the playing instruments that are hard to play and the the struggle that you have to play them makes your music better. I don't know exactly. how true that is, but you know, we'll go with I it. Um, Perfect. Right. So you guys have made it. You know, it's a, you're you're on your private jet flying to Britain for your tour, and you know you got all these you know records and albums on the plane, and uh, the plane goes down over the Pacific and you can only save three to take, to play on your little coconut powered uh, turntable while you're living on the island for two years <laughs> before they rescue. What are those three albums?
2: Ooh, do we get three each sure. Yeah, three
0: three whatever?
1: All right, Dan, you go first. All right. I'm going to take hold steady's boys and girls of America. I love that album. It's like that, his singing style is like my favorite. I'm going Pup Morbid Stuff, which I hope doesn't get old, but I love it so much that you know I listen to it every day. My problem is I siphon music every six months, and then I'll take Brand News, Deja, and Tendu to cap it off when I'm sad. All right.
2: <laughs> nice. All right, I'm actually looking at my records right now to decide which three <laughs> I would take. Uh, I'm going to go, I think The Misfits... Uh, that was it. I think it's their self-titled, you know, the one with the skull on it. Um, they, they all
0: have the skull on it. But that, yeah, I, know, I know which one you're talking about.
2: It's the, uh, I'm pretty sure it's the self-titled. The skull yeah. on it, the yellow and black one. I'm looking okay. at it right now. It's got She and London Dungeon, Astro Zombies, Ghouls Night Out. Yep. All those good tracks. Because um, that album just rips, you know, from start to finish. Uh, and I think I'm going to have to pull a 180. I'm going to go uh sublime sublime all nice right. you know that's another record you can listen to start to finish um god last one let's go with you know what i'm gonna go with
0: uh, one more how yeah. do they
2: come by johnny jimmy cliff how do they come
0: all right, all right. that's a great <laughs> fucking Dude. album I actually got to see Jimmy Cliff play with Tim Armstrong once, and that was a no know.
2: fucking way. Yeah, that sounds so fun. Right, and it
0: started raining as soon as he started playing. I can see clearly now. It was great. Oh, <laughs> oh <shit>. man, <laughs> sounds amazing. Uh, yeah, but I'm, I'm surprised. You played all a the, show with Tim Armstrong. That's wild. It was like Coachella, like ten years ago. This is like at like noon. It was fucking great. Um, it's
1: awesome.
0: But yeah, wow. of all the, of all the brand new records, though,
1: Dejan Tentus, the one the one you're going with. Uh, I mean, no, I, I just picked that one because it's like it has some of my favorite ones, but they're overplayed and I've listened to them too much. Um, no, you already tell us, man. You can't no, I right know, I'm but just, like <laughs> he's right. I, 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 you're I, not, I, I mean, it's I a good choice.
0: It, I'm like, <laughs> just kind of surprised. Like most people go with devil and God or science fiction.
1: Uh, right. But, yeah. Well, uh, like Daisy. Daisy's great, left. too. Yeah. But I just I I don't want to miss out on those. If I'm there forever. Yeah, you that don't you don't so want to hits. miss
0: out on fucking. Uh, you're right, you're right. Yeah,
1: you, you don't that's want to
0: miss out think. on "Sick Transit Gloria." That's a that's a great yeah, exactly. song to be stuck on an island alone too. You're right, you're right.
1: Right. Yeah. All
0: right. <laughs> Sweet. Um. So what what do you typically write songs about lyrically? Like, what's your sub subject matter? You know, besides ex girlfriends, or ju- is it just ex girlfriends?
2: Yeah, I try to like uh, pick like a feeling. Right. Um. For instance, you know, one song. I tried to pick like the feeling of hopelessness that I had in a relationship, right? Um, because that's something that I can relate to, and a lot of other people can too. And sort of channeling that emotion into lyrics is sort of what works for me, I guess.
1: Yeah, I I write about being a failure and a misfit in my own life and my own shortcomings. I try to have fun figuring out what stuff makes me angry or sad or happy and stuff that like, you know, I regret or moments in my life that I try to piece together in, in poetry. Um, that's kind of where I have the most fun. So it's like when I do a song like windows down or I wrote the lyrics for a new one called, it doesn't matter. It's all about that feeling of like, Oh man, I fucked that up. I messed that up. Like what, why did I do this? And you know, that's where I have the most fun with, the lyrics, at least. Um, Weeby comes with the, the motion and the musicality, and I come with like the absurdest, like very specific, pointed moments that have really happened to me or something like that. Yeah.
2: That. I also feel like a lot of times with dance songs, you know, that feeling like uh, when you talked to somebody and maybe had an argument or something, and then like 10 hours later in the shower, you're thinking about, fuck, I should have said that.
0: <laughs> yep
2: that's that reminds me of dance songs a lot and that's what i love
0: about them
1: <laughs> <laughs> they're good one-liners that i wish i had said <laughs> exactly
0: oh yeah
2: that would have showed them <laughs> right
0: <laughs> uh, if only it was faster uh yeah <laughs> exactly so what what drives you guys like what's what what makes you keep going like what's the where, where's the passion come from
1: I think what makes us keep going is the fun we have together. Like I haven't – like Weeby and I hang out pretty much every day. Like uh, at least at work we're hanging out, music we're hanging out, play video games together. We like kick it all the time. So we have a good time just having fun together and being – and we both love to be productive in our own way. So I'm like all about creativity and productivity and doing something, and Weeby can't sit still anyway. So when we like (laughs) – We have those combined forces. It's kind of like we're just having fun together and kicking it, and then making music is just the cherry on top. And so that kind of is what keeps us going. Otherwise, like if I didn't like this guy, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be here. (laughs) But we get along so well. It's like super fun. Yeah,
2: definitely. It's sort of like you know when you spend so much time with somebody that you're kind of on the same wavelength. I feel like that with Dan. Um, And (laughs) then (laughs) (laughs) it's also like. You know how people kind of balance each other out? Like, I think I was born going 100,000 miles an hour. (laughs) You know, like I fucking wake up with the gas pedal already down. And Dan kind
1: of like balances that out a little bit. (laughs) So he picks me up. He's like, he's like, let's get doing this. Let's go. And I'm like, yeah, you're right. We should do this. Yeah, for sure.
0: All right, so I know each of you has one of these. So let's let's hear it from both of you. What is an unpopular opinion that you have that you know is true that everyone else is going to disagree with you on?
2: Billy I mean, Eilish is not that great. Wow. Ooh. Ah, I know everyone's going to hate me for
0: that. I mean, I I, I have no dog in the fight, but de- defend yourself because I know a lot of people listening to this will.
2: Ah oh, man, I'm going to get crucified for this, yeah. but I just don't get it. You know, maybe I'm just the wrong demographic or something, but I don't know. To me, it just seems like Taylor Swift on Xanax or something.
1: Oh, um, yeah, that's not a bad <laughs> reading. But she's great. I'm not going to side with him. Dan likes her. Yeah. I do. I love her. <laughs> um, and I, I'm going to do one that I probably pretty done a lot, but um, I don't understand the hate for pineapple on pizza. Like, I get pineapple pizzas religiously. That's all I get for pizza. And I don't understand the hate of it. And I don't know what's more popular because they do have Hawaiian pizza. How dare you? Yeah. Like I I order Hawaiian pizza from Domino's over like a fancy pepperoni pizza from something else. Uh,
0: Yeah. Yeah. I, that's like normally I can like be like okay I can I can understand that but like you just lost me man like you don't you don't
1: like I don't, <laughs> oh. that is such a,
2: it is a thing I didn't know yeah, that Dan, Dan you're on your own man I yeah. wow. don't like it either the, the problem bizarre. with pineapple
0: it's like pineapple on pizza is the only thing that you can can't like just take off the pizza like it it, it taints the flavor <laughs> of the whole pizza uh, yeah and then yeah. it takes
2: like a whole chunk of cheese off with it too yeah it's yeah. just
0: it's just that's that's the thing like any other pizza toppings if somebody likes it somebody else doesn't like you can just take it off like 90% right. of the time pineapple. you, you know, get a not pineapple not...
1: because everyone's having pineapple pizza yeah, I don't exactly. you top yeah fuck yeah. you
0: yeah, and that's that's why it gets the ire I think that's why it gets the hate is if, if somebody orders pineapple pizza and you don't like it like you have no recourse you either don't eat or you eat pineapple-ish pizza like it's not there's no winning in that situation for you if you're not a fan right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well I'm sticking to my unpopular opinion now hey, that I know. No, it's not I popular mean there's I a lot
0: of there's a lot of people who will die on that hill, and I don't understand it. But you know, I, hey, you, be, you do you. You man. know what, Dan? Like, it's it's, it, it, it's okay to be wrong sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it is, it is. But you know, I. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, like, I love the videos of, like, when they, like, in Italy, like, when, like, guys, like, prank people with pineapple pizzas and they get, like, the shit kicked out of them. It's great.
1: (laughs) (laughs) I'll be that guy. I'm happy.
0: (laughs) Hey, man, yeah, die on the hill. You're, you're, someone's <laughs> someone's going to respect that. It's like there are Perfect. people out there listening right now that are like, yeah, fuck yeah, yeah tell them. I
2: relate to that guy. <laughs> yeah, I love my Man, pizza I too. feel like Dan's unpopular opinion is way better than mine. <laughs>
0: I don't know. I mean, like, it, it was just, it is what it is. Because we both like.
2: just jumped on him.
0: <laughs> yeah, sure. I mean, I, I don't know. I have no dog in the fight. He likes Billie Eilish. Like, I, I, like, yeah. I know the one song, and it's okay, I guess. Like, you're right though, it is Taylor yeah. Swift on Xanax. But I, hey, I, I, I have a weird love for Taylor Swift too. So you know, uh, <laughs> there you go. There you go. And I love Xanax. It's exactly. <laughs> 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 oh, so what? What? what <laughs> <laughs> so, what's a common myth you guys find yourself running into about like being musicians? When like people ask you, like, "Hey, what do, what do you do?" Like, you're like, "Oh, I'm I'm in a band." Like, what do people think about you? Like, the
1: stereotypes that are
0: not right necessarily. I think that
1: it's that you would go into being a musician thinking it's all about the art, all about the fun, all about the music making, and and that is what it should be. But it's really more about. Well, it's not more about it. it's. It's that, but also the business side. Don't forget the business side. Don't forget the marketing. Don't forget the branding. Don't forget like the pushing and the sales and the merch and stuff. Otherwise, you know, you're just doing a hobby. So I think that like you can't let you can't focus too hard on the art without focusing on the business side to make it because you want people to hear the music. If they're not going to listen, why are you doing it? You know. Yeah, <laughs> I think that
2: today's modern independent artist has to be you know, like a jack of all trades, right? Which is cool because you end up learning a lot of stuff, but it's like not only do I have to be good at music, but I also have to be tech savvy. I also have to know, you know, about recording and which, you know, recording uh, producers I want to go with, you know, and we learned a lot of these things the hard way. Um, So I think, you know, independent musicians are really having to be like pretty multifaceted people, you know? um, in a lot of ways. And that's pretty admirable. Like if you can make it as an indie musician, that means that you have picked up a lot of different skills along the way.
0: Oh, fuck. Yeah. Like the, the big one for me was video editing. Like I had no idea what the fuck I was doing when I made my first music video. Like,
1: yeah exactly.
0: I did it all by myself all the all the camera work, all the cuts, all the all the beat matching. I had to learn how to do that with free software that I you know stole from the internet like,
1: <laughs> right exactly, you know, like,
0: exactly. and I, I gave myself like way too I thought it would be way easier than it was. I gave myself like a couple hours to do it, and it took me like I didn't sleep that night <laughs> so mm,
2: right, yeah. right yeah man <laughs> but now you know how to do it.
0: Exactly. Yeah, so exactly. Now, now I'm like halfway decent at it. Like I'm not good, <laughs> like by any means, but you know, like I, I have a rough idea of what the fuck I'm doing. And so, you know, now it only takes me like four hours to make a shitty music video. <laughs> or, yeah. You know, I think that's what
2: being an adult is. You have a rough idea of what the fuck you're doing. Yeah,
0: exactly. Nailed it. <laughs> uh, so what are your like, what are you guys hoping to accomplish in the years to come? Like, what are your long-term and short-term goals as a band?
2: Yeah, so, well, we've got this new track coming out, um, and yeah, it was produced by, like we said, Dave Schiffman, so he's, you know, pretty big in the music industry, he's won a couple Grammys and stuff, so that's, like, pretty exciting for us, so, yeah, that's know, huge. with, yeah, yeah, with, with COVID and stuff, gigging is pretty much out for the foreseeable future, so we're really just focused on, you know, like, the online presence, making videos and stuff like that. And then, you know, hopefully by 2021 summer, we could get into some festivals and do some tours and stuff like that.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. The dream would be for this new song, It Doesn't Matter, which is coming out sometime in the month, to have Polly Shore in the music video. That's our first dream. <laughs> <laughs> the second dream is play South by Southwest or punk rock bowling. And the third dream is like the plan is to try and release a song once every month, once every two months, at least from now on. Um, and do it DIY because we're spending so much money on these productions that are huge, high quality, and we're going to try and figure out how to do it ourselves at a cheaper rate so we can put out more content. That's kind of what I, what we envision the band to be like in the next coming, at least until the pandemic's over. Then it's all about touring.
0: Yeah, well, if you guys do get poly Short in your video, can you do them a favor and, like, apologize to him for me? Yeah. Um, <laughs> One time uh, my friend took me to see him in Salt Lake City at this tiny little comedy club in like the middle of nowhere. It wasn't even Salt Lake City. It was West Valley, Utah, like just like the armpit of Utah, which is kind of the armpit of America. I mean, you know, Utah is beautiful, <laughs> like southerly where there's no people live. But where people live, it's just right. it is not a pretty place. Um, right. So uh, it's uh Anyway, I show up like hammered, right? And I keep, so by the time he finally comes on, I'm just talking shit to him. Like, oh, I'm sitting no. in the front row just oh, talking no. shit. Like, ha- like, I don't, I barely remember this, but my friends have keep, like, have brought it up several times. Like, just me sitting there, like, heckling the fuck out of Polly's show. And he not only took it well, but like, we had a good banner going on. Like, the whole crowd was laughing at me for like 45 minutes. <laughs> it, was, it was great. Um, That's right. Nice. Yeah. I, 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 I kind of feel bad about that because he probably had like a sh- good show planned. And instead, had to rely on like improvisational skills of talking shit to me. So,
2: <laughs> well, hell, That's maybe amazing. you gave him a bunch of material, though. You know, you uh, you know, what? I on.
0: haven't <laughs> seen him since. So, hope maybe he did. Maybe he still uses some of that shit to this day. I yeah. don't know. Maybe he should thank you. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, maybe. I, <laughs> maybe you I, I, brought yeah, out the best of him. I hope. I I want to think that, but I honestly can't fucking remember. <laughs> <laughs>
1: Well, I live right down the road from him, so I'll say sorry for you. Oh, sweet. (laughs) What's up? I appreciate that.
0: Uh, (laughs) (laughs) Right on. So if you guys uh, could step into my shoes and be interviewing yourselves, what question would you have asked yourselves that I didn't ask you?
1: That's a good question. I think I would have asked that question. Um, (laughs) (laughs) No, I think that – holy smokes. Weeby, do you have an idea? Um, hmm, what would you
2: have asked me if I were you? Uh, maybe I don't know what was your favorite show? Oh, All that's right? good, let's hear it. Yeah,
0: we, we right. my both. favorite show, oh. well, there's
2: been a couple of them. Um, I think one of the ones that I actually had the most fun at was one of us smallest crowds. Actually, there was you know, I don't know, maybe 20 people in the audience only, but uh. They were one of those crowds that just fucking rocked out, you know, and that makes such a difference because, you know, when the crowd is so into it, then that kind of reflects on you as the musician. And it's this kind of back and forth. People are dancing. People are moshing. It was at uh, Molly Malone's um, Irish Bar. Uh, Uh, I don't know if you've ever been there, but they have a really great sound system. And um, it was just a party, man. Everybody had a good time. So there was somebody's birthday in the audience. So we sang him happy birthday. And
1: <laughs> it was just a good time. Yeah, that was really fun. We also played The Rose in Pasadena, which we opened for some like Irish punk band. And there was, Flogging
2: like, Molly. No, Was
1: it Flogging Molly? I don't think it was Flogging Molly. No, it
2: was The uh, Young Dubliners. That's the like, Young uh, Dubliners, yeah, Dubliners. Yeah, for
1: The Young Dubliners. And uh, yeah. that was an insane show. And that was like our biggest crowd. And there were people like... I I just like, that was a biggest stage. It was so fun.
0: Fuck yeah. No, I mean, I I do love those small shows. One of my favorite shows I've ever been to was uh, I just, they they didn't like announce it. They they announced it like a day before the show and uh, the RX Bandits just played this pop-up show in this like shithole in fucking Apple Valley or somewhere in the high desert. Right. Amazing. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and there were like twelve people there, and four of the people that were there had flown in from Texas for the show. Um uh, oh, like, and, and like one of them had yeah. like made like Choi from the RX ben. It's like this this handmade guitar that he actually continued to play on tour for years. Um nice. which, and, which wow. it, was, it was such a cool fucking show to be a part of, but there was fucking no one there. It was like this huge club that was clearly like a hip hop club, but like they just happened to have an empty spot and booked the RX mandates for like a pop-up show and like no one was there. And we all went and smoked weed out back after the show and it was the best time. But yeah, that's like, those small shows are fucking great. Like that's when you have a chance to like really like make real fans, like actually like I will never stop talking about how much I love the RX mandates after that show.
1: Exactly.
0: Yeah. Dude, that's
1: amazing. That's yeah. like, uh, I love that.
0: oh. <laughs> awesome well you guys have been great do you
1: have any any final words for our audience check yeah. out more and more on Spotify listen to our music check out the YouTube video I made a music video for it uh, which was quarantine friendly it's everybody filming themselves driving in their car with the music down uh, with the windows down blasting the song go on our Instagram like us follow us subscribe smash that like button uh, all that nonsense
2: <laughs> yeah for sure hey thanks for having us man this was a blast Good oh, yeah guy.
1: I had a great time. Yeah, that was really fun, man. Good talking, dude. All right,
0: ladies and gentlemen, this has been More More. I like your style.